is episode 13 of Dead Letter Radio, and as always, I am your host, Taze, and this is the podcast that is really yours because it features your poetry, your writing, your short stories, your letters, your written work is the star of this podcast. I just give it a voice and a platform to share it with the world. And if you're listening and say that you do not write, then this is a great place for you to listen to some amazing uh, written works and maybe to find some you can relate to and really appreciate. If you're going through struggles, you might also find something to make you feel a little less alone. I want this to be a safe place where everyone can enjoy each other's words. The episode, or the date I should say, that this episode comes out on is February 28th. It will be 7 a.m. EST on a Sunday morning. I hope the sun is bright and shining and warm, or at least as warm as it can be in February. I hope you wake up relaxed, uh, ready to either tackle the day or take it easy. Maybe have a nice cup of coffee or tea. I hope food is warm and delicious today. I hope your past week melts off of you. Maybe that you can lounge around in pajamas the whole day. Or maybe you can get tackled on the project you've been excited to get started on. I hope that you have good conversation today as well, either with friends and family over Zoom or in your household. And overall, I just hope you enjoy this episode and that it's another thing you can take for 20 or 30 minutes to just take a deep breath and be at ease. To get started, we're going to read a piece by Lonely Penguin on Instagram, and it is titled, Alone. There are some parts of your journey that require you to walk alone, with no one at your side. Sometimes in darkness, sometimes in rain. You won't know which direction leads home, but I assure you, keep walking and you will start to see that home is not a place at all. Home was in you all this time, and this is the journey to find the best version of you and to discover where you truly belong. So thank you, Lonely Penguin, for sharing this piece. When we discussed it a little bit, or in terms of which ones to submit and Uh, They invited me to to take a look through some of their work and see which one catches my eye. I went with this one because, due to recent circumstances, or I guess you wouldn't say recent, but year-long circumstances uh, with this pandemic, a lot of people have been away from what what I I would call their support groups. Um, Friends, family, um, and sometimes part of some of the distractions in life where we're able to go out, enjoy a movie or dinners or even go to work in person if now if you're working remotely or if unfortunately uh, you lost work. And without those distractions, without those support groups being as close, it can be very isolating feeling. It can be um, very tough on a lot of people. And obviously if you're going through and it's becoming unbearable, reach out to people. Send a text or a call to those friends or family. Do what you need to do to get by. Um, there's always there people to help you. Uh, if you want to message me and talk to me, you can always do so. Um, I mean, I'll try my best to take take time to listen to you if, if that need be. But ultimately what I'm trying to say is sometimes it's okay to be alone for a bit. Sometimes you will be alone for a bit. Take that time to self-reflect, to love yourself, appreciate who you are, appreciate who you want to be, 
use that time to strengthen yourself, work towards your goal. As only Penguin brings out in their piece, home was in you all this time. And no matter what changes, because we'll be in a million places throughout our life, and no time will be like the last, the one constant is that you will always be with yourself. So if you enjoy yourself, if you learn to love yourself, then you always will have that going for you. And so sometimes being alone to learn to appreciate who you are and who you want to be and where you came from is not always so bad. So thank you, Lonely Penguin. I really enjoyed this piece, and I'm sure many others who listen do as well. This next one is by Jess Harris, and it is titled Stationed. There are no train tracks near my house. I shall not be tied to them by villains, twirling their mustaches while I wait for rescue, screaming. I shall not stand on them shaking as I beg forgiveness from the driver and my family and a deity I never found it in me to believe in. I shall not walk along them as I contemplate my life or spot a body on the line. There are no train tracks near my house. But yesterday, I heard a train. I was doing nothing when I heard it. There were no noises except that. I opened my front door to see the railway stretching out like ladders on the ground for miles. The train approached me at a crawl, puffing as if somehow struggling to breathe. I could not breathe myself until it stopped before me. The doors opened, and inside was completely empty. If I got on, I knew it would take me someplace. Maybe someplace better, maybe worse. My house inside was empty too, and never took me anywhere, and yet, I slowly backed into its hallway, as the train appeared to flicker like a hologram, then pull away. I shut the door, and when I peer out through the windows now, there is no sign that it ever came, no sense it will return. It's okay, I reassure myself. You couldn't go. After all, there are no train tracks near my house. So thank you, Jess, for sharing this lovely piece. Uh, the moment I read it, I loved the setting, the atmosphere, where even though it has that fantastical element to it, there is that sense of hesitant adventure, disappointment, and a little bit of um, somberness to it as well. We discussed a little bit about their inspiration for writing this piece. And I'll just give you a quick quote um, from Jess. Based around the sense that sometimes opportunities present themselves in such a way that we can still convince ourselves we don't have any, how they might seem unreal, impossible. And how true that is, uh, whether opportunities are big or small, sometimes we close the door before really checking if they can be opened. Um, we turn away before taking that chance, that risk, because it is a risk. And for better or worse, we choose to stay with what we're comfortable with, with what we're used to. And I think you really said it really well in these lines, where you talking about the train, you said that I knew it would take me someplace, maybe someplace better, maybe worse. My house inside was empty too, and never took me anywhere, and yet I slowly backed into its hallway. 
so we get used to what we're comfortable with. And that can sometimes save us from things, but it can also deprive us of a lot of chances. And so I appreciated um, the creativity you put into this piece to describe this experience. All of us have gone through, will go through, or are going through. So thank you. This next one is submitted anonymously, and it is titled, No Name Yet. This raging tempest inside, this feeling I yearn for words to describe, what more do I need to reveal the demon as it is? Clichés are the worst pits. There's nothing left to savage in their horde deeps. The dictionary might be a world of tools, but the demon makes me too weak to move. This catch-22 may cower and ease the ink to flow like hot butter, or it might grow and emerge as a writer's worst foe, the stones in the ink's throat, the anchor to an eager boat, the block between will and soul. When the block is torn and the words as though unbidden come, the picture is then perfect, the reader is then odd. What great use of metaphors! In other words, the picture was greatly photoshopped. The tools you racked to find were to create some exaggerated imitation. The painstaking description and the string of words were all just waters of fiction pouring from a damned mind. One with no other motive but to write to the satiety of the reader's eyes. Even though they see through your loopholes and still know that it's not just a show, what can they do? They all have their demons, too. So thank you for sharing this uh, piece anonymously. As always, if you're interested in writing or sharing your written work, but maybe for various reasons you don't want your name or your social media attached to it, uh, submit it and let me know that you want it to be anonymous. I'm more than happy, and that's really the first reason I started this podcast, is because I know what it's like to be nervous for one reason or the other, or not wanting your name attached uh, to your work. So I try to give a safe place for you to do so. But back to the piece, the first thing that came to my mind when I read this was the struggle of writer's block. And whether that demon uh, you betray in this piece is a concept or an idea that you want to find the words for, even or even your emotions, that struggle of overcoming those various hurdles to have a wrestling with words and the words you know and uh, to try to convey that in the appropriate tone that you want to set because any creativity to me you have that image in your mind you have your goal and then you struggle with your faculties to try to make that a reality and so we sometimes we turn to like the dictionary you bring out might be a world of tools um, but you're too weak to move and trying to figure out those right words I use dictionary.com as the, the thesaurus version of that um, when I'm looking for alternative words because maybe my own grasp of my own language is uh, lacking at the moment. And I just think that this piece overall just greatly captures, at least to me, the struggle of writer's block. And that even though you might have a goal of your intentions behind a piece, everyone has their own uh, demons of things they want to convey or struggles they're going through and that will always color what they read and what they experience and 
maybe they would just appreciate your piece, but for entirely different reasons than you wrote it for. And I think that is one of the fun parts of any creative work. People can get what they need out of it. And that's open to their interpretation. That's why so many people can like so many different things. And so thank you for sharing this piece. I think it's just conveyed a wonderful concept that all people who strive in some creative aspect go through. By Shula Rue on Reddit, this next one is titled Waiting. I checked my phone for a message that hasn't come quite yet. Maybe life's been busy. Maybe she needs more time. Maybe, maybe, time, time. I checked my phone for a message that may or may not come. Greasy feelings swirl in a yin-yang, churning and repelling like motor oil and milk. I checked my phone for a message that was never written and will never come. So thank you, Shula Ru, for sharing this piece. We all have been or will be in this situation, um, although I wish no one will be in this situation, but I think it's pretty common, especially because with technology now, everything is instant. We can talk to people around the world 24-7. Um, all contact is instantaneous. And that is one of the real shortcomings of it as well, because since we know if you send a text message, more likely than not, or any kind of message, that person has received it right away. Uh, when you don't get a response back, or if you see them on social media or what have you, it can be a different type of heartache, because um, you're going to feel and assume that you've been ignored, which isn't always the case. I mean, sometimes, and lately I have to work on it, I've just gotten bad at responding to texts. But when it comes to something maybe of a romantic nature or of a heavy matter, um, to acknowledge that there's a chance that maybe the person hasn't written the message, the reply, that a reply will never come, I think is its own unique pain specifically, too, for our era now. Yes, before you had letters and posts as well, but if a message can be sent in five seconds and they received it and you never hear back, then it's its own reply in a way. And that's tough. So thank you, Shula Ru, for sharing uh, this piece that, unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of us go through and will most likely go through, and at least in some extent. This next one is by Sadat Hussein, and it is titled, Sleep. How strange is sleep? To the mind that's aware, we fear the unknown. We fear lack of consciousness. We fear death, but we die every night. How strange is sleep. Thank you, Sadat, for sharing this piece. Short, but I think it con uh, captures um, something I know that I struggled with when I was younger. The idea that when I die, there will be, no matter what your belief is, or varying different beliefs, but for me, that there is a chance or there's going to be a moment of non-existence, no feeling, no pain, which is good, but nothingness. And that in itself was terrifying to me, to not have any thoughts, to not feel. 
It would make me very uncomfortable when I was younger, and sometimes even now. But the contrast to that, we go to sleep every night, and if we're not dreaming, it feels like we're not even existing. We're not thinking. We don't sense the flow of time. We don't feel our bed. We don't notice the darkness or the light if you went to sleep and it's daytime or lights are on. It's almost like you're in your own death. And so to fear death, but to go to sleep every night, and which almost is like an imitation to it, at least to our own senses, um, it can make the fear of death uh, less large and frightening, at least to me. And so thank you for this piece. I think it's actually a comforting um, concept and well-written. So thank you, Sadat, for sharing. By Aurora Rain Poetry at Instagram. This is an excerpt from their book, Love Notes and Lullabies. In the future, you will find me waiting in a little cottage by the sea. My field of sunflowers will have reached their way up to touch the turquoise sky. I will have left the kettle on for you, and a little candle in the window. And we will laugh about how we thought for a moment everything was lost, when all you needed to do was find me in the future. So thank you, Aurora Rain, for sharing this piece. When I first read it, I thought it was just a cute, positive, lovely idea while under the surface it tackles the reality of life. That sometimes time just doesn't match for people. People as complex and as complicated as we are with our own circumstances, our own baggage, our own emotions and history, you know, especially in romance where two people come together, there is a whole lifetime before each of those people knew each other. And so sometimes we're just not on the same page. And it's okay to acknowledge that, hey, this is not the right time. But time can be funny, and sometimes you can come back together again. And as you brought out that where you thought for a moment everything was lost, all you really needed was time. Time to sort out whatever you needed to sort out. Time to be on the same page. And maybe you guys will meet again on that little cottage by the sea. So I think this was just a lovely piece through and through. Thank you, Aurora Rain. So another week and another episode down. Uh, thank you for all those who are willing to submit their wonderful pieces this week. It's always a pleasure for me to read them, uh, see your unique creativity, and be able to have the honor to share them. I greatly appreciate it, because as I always say, this podcast is only possible for people um, willing to share their work, take that own uh, unique step to help me out. And I greatly uh, love it and appreciate it, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. As always, if you enjoyed it, uh, feel free to look at the summary of the episode, and if there are A writer chose to not be anonymous, uh, their name or their social media handle that they wanted to sign it with will be attached. You can also always reach out to me and just uh, tell me that you want to let a specific piece and the writer know that you enjoyed it, and I'd be more than happy to reach out on your behalf. If this episode inspired you to submit your own piece, 
Uh, feel free to reach out to me at deadlettercast, that's C-A-S-T, on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. I do have an Instagram, that's deadletterradio. I really need to get more active on that. <laughs> I keep saying that every episode, um, but life is life, and so sometimes I'm just working with what I got right now. If you also enjoyed it and you would like to leave a review or give feedback, you can always do so through iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a review there, or message me on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you enjoyed. Let me know what you would like to see in the future episodes. Um, as I said, this podcast is still in its infancy. I'm having a lot of fun do it every week and carving out a little time to set aside to read some wonderful uh, poems and stories and of the like and share them with you guys, but I do want to improve it. I do want it to grow. I want more writers to have that opportunity to share their work, more people to have the opportunity to listen and to relax and enjoy a 20 to 30 minute slice of their day that is just focused on something creative, something relaxing. Everything is so hectic nowadays and everything is, can you get caught up in just trying to get by that I want to carve a little peaceful moment. For all of you. One last thing before I end it too. A few episodes ago I did mention I would like to do another themed episode. Uh, one focused on what does poetry mean to you. So if you have any pieces of writing or you want to write something that has to do with that idea or concept, send it in and let me know that's specifically what it's about. And once I can gather enough of those, I'll do an episode about it. Um, but it might not be for a while. And it may be something that we'll tackle again once the podcast grows more. So if you know people who write or who would enjoy something like this, definitely spread the word. Anyways, this is episode 13 of Dead Letter Radio. I am your host, Taze, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.